whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships, I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Raleigh, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. Hi, everyone. We are recording in LA today, which is really exciting. We are here because I am actually moving out of my apartment and basically closing the chapter of going to school in LA. So we've been doing a lot of packing for the last two days. 1-800-JUNK just left with everything, (laughs) sadly. Yeah, yeah. It was a crazy, we set up that apartment in one day, I think. Yeah, we set it up in one day and broke it down in like basically one day too. Yeah, we were on an Ikea uh, Target shopping spree to get it set up. and Yeah, classic we, first apartment. Yeah, and then 1-800-JUNK, bye-bye. Yeah, but I was lucky enough, I came to L.A. originally because I was doing a little shadow with this time you came to LA. Yes, so the so I came to LA this week because I was shadowing an advertising wizard. His name is Jared May and he works for Textile, which is the company that owns um Fenty and Savage X Fenty and um, Shoe Dazzle and Fabletics, Fabletics and um, a bunch of different com- companies. And he was teaching me about ad attribution and what I can do to create Google and Facebook ads, which was so just he's such a genius and an advertising wizard. So I was. I was so lucky that I was able to spend two days with him, and he basically taught me, like, a crash course on advertising, which was awesome. I I mean, I always think I never got to do an internship, which I think would have cut years off of my uh, R&D when I started my company. You know, I really didn't know anything. I was like, you mean there's factories that'll sew this stuff? cool, that'll save me so much time. And, you know, it was really, I was really clueless. And, you know, I think internships are a great way to learn not only what you want to do or hope to do, but also it may teach you that you don't want to do something. I'm a huge supporter of internships. I mean, I had an internship every year, every summer, Starting, I my think when you were fourteen, because yeah, I remember I had to grade. get you working papers. Yeah, I had to get working papers. I worked at a modeling photography agency called Management Artists Organization. That was my first job when I was fourteen, probably. And then I worked at Planned Parenthood. I worked at Every Town for Gun Safety. Um, so. And I learned so much, even though it wasn't necessarily like in fashion or a job that I might 
have after college. It was great to be in a situation where I was like getting a sneak peek into what it was like to work in all of these different industries. I also worked at Gagosian Gallery in New York, um, (laughs) which was so funny because the art world is just like, I know the art world from my dad because he has a gallery in New York, but Gagosian is like a huge internationally known gallery and it's very I think corporate. it's the biggest gallery in the world and definitely the most one of them yeah hardcore <laughs> yeah it's it was cool because it was the art world but it was a more corporate side of the art world but anyway I think I think that it's great if you can apply to a bunch of internships like do it because there's so much learning that can go It's kind of my it. favorite time of the year when we get all our summer interns and the place is just buzzing with, you know, young and energetic people and everybody's very enthusiastic and, you know, it's a really fun time when it's a little bit chaotic like that. I like that. You know, I sort of feel like you can pick out the winners right away and... That's exciting when you see someone that's just like starting off in their career. And, you know, if you can sort of like if I can sort of mentor them a little bit and a lot of them come back. I mean, one of my favorite interns ever came to intern with me 25 years ago and he's still there. He's not an intern anymore, but um, (laughs) we have a lot of interns that it turns into a full time job. I have a new one starting next week that was my intern last summer that I just loved. And she graduated, and now she's back with a, you know, with a position in the company. I'm really excited. Wasn't Jessica an intern? Jessica was an intern 16 years ago. She's our creative director. And, oh, my God, I really lucked out with that one. Yeah. It's just a great way to, like, see – you really get to see how people – fit into the company or don't fit in. And, you know, that's part of it, too. Like, even if somebody is amazing, if they don't fit into the culture, you know, it makes it a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. But but shadowing is kind of cool. I think maybe it would be good to talk about how you got that or how, you know, how someone else could get that gig. Our One of our neighbors at the beach actually connected me with Jared And after my shadow experience these past two days, I emailed him and I said, thank you so much for connecting me with Jared. I just had the best two days. I have so many notes and I (laughs) feel like it's going to take a few days for me to even process everything I learned. And he said, 99% of success is action. And I think that Taking action and coming out here and shadowing Jared for two days was such a good choice for me. Like, I know now how to create a successful ad campaign. Obviously, not at the level that he does every day, but on a smaller scale with a smaller budget for my company. And I think that is such an important thing to know how to do. Maybe you should make t shirts that say 99% of success is action. I know. I love I love that. <laughs> Why don't we do you want to talk about um the Cali York phenomenon? Yeah, I guess since I'm 
officially not a resident in LA anymore because my lease is over at my apartment here. I've been thinking a lot about just the New York, LA balance, dichotomy, whatever. And um, my mom and I were talking about the fashion industry here, particularly. And like, I think that being in New York is great for me because my manufacturing is in New York. My mom is in New York who can help me with all of my stuff and give me advice, like business advice and everything. But I do see, like, I I have a lot of friends that live in LA that are starting clothing companies here. And I think there's like this newer generation of fashion people here that don't necessarily fit into the more classic, like runway, ready to wear model of yeah, I like mean, a clothing company. So. New York has a long history. The Garment Center has like hundreds of years of, you know, making garments and it's definitely more the traditional fat you know the traditional industry there and i feel like the industry in la is brand is kind of brand new and yeah, it's all but- downtown and there's factories that are making things and there it's like i feel like a really exciting growing part of the city in la that um there's great resources here yeah, I think, you know, it's funny because L.A. is becoming known for, uh, you know, T-shirts and denim and things like that. And it really does go along with the spirit of this new uh, fashion, these new fashion creators here. Mm-hmm. It's inspiring to see, you know, all of my friends that are working on their brands here and and all of the new like factories that are opening and everything and that there's opportunity for manufacturing here in LA. Like but what are some of the brands that your friends are doing in LA? Shadow Hill. Okay. Siberia Hills. That stuff is cool. What else? And there isn't re- Oh, Beverly Hills Lingerie. Oh yeah. Plug your um, buddy. Yeah. So I I think you know, there's it's just a different way of looking at the fashion industry. Yeah, it's definitely less traditional, less about like I have a showroom, about fashion I'm week. seeing yeah. uh, you know, all clients. my wholesale clients yeah. and it just it feels like much more I don't know, it feels very exciting to me to be here and be meeting people in fashion. We're gonna meet a bunch of people tonight at the first annual or the first ever Fabby Awards for FabFitFun. Um, and I think there's a lot of there's there's a lot of cool California companies that will be there. There's a lot I think there's a lot of beauty companies here. So it was kind of sad thinking that we'll never go back to that apartment and leaving USC and leaving California even though I think we're coming back in like two weeks anyway. But (laughs) but, um, what do you think you're going to miss most about L.A.? And maybe what are your have been your favorite hangouts here? 
What I'm very thankful for is that a lot of my friends from L.A. that I would normally be really sad to be leaving are always in New York, and I come out here pretty often, so I'm not really that sad about, like, leaving my people here because I know I'll be with them. I definitely miss the food <laughs> in L.A. It's like the sushi. Oh, my God, the sushi here is so much I know what you're going to say. So What's your favorite better. place? Matsu, Matsuhisa. Yeah. Oh my God, it's the best sushi Insane. ever. Your favorite dish at Matsuhisa is Oh my God, this is so bougie. It's the <laughs> it's the truffle wagyu. Oh my God, it's literally guys. It's so yeah. good, and the artichoke salad. Oh my God, so good. That's bougie, yes. Yeah. But but it's also like. Oh, it's so worth it. Oh my God. I think God. like birthday. That's yeah. like a birthday dinner or something. Yeah. Um, Erwan. Oh, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, Erwan <laughs> buffalo cauliflower. I literally crave it. Like, I'll be in New York and just randomly, like, get a craving for Erwan buffalo cauliflower because it's actually the best thing ever. I think it's funny. Like, so I feel like last time we were here and, and you said, we were like, what should we do? What should we do? You're like, Let's go shop at Erwan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's actually li- my favorite. Just they browse. need to, they just need, browsing. They actually need to open a location in New York because they would do so well. Oh, and yes. Are you listening, Erwan? <laughs> yeah. That's, Please open in New York. That is all. That would be. That would make me so happy. Oh, my God. And then there's this place that Charlotte and I always go to called Toscana in Brentwood. And it's like an oh, Italian place. Yeah. So you've good. been there with. Krista and Charlotte and yeah. I. And it's like super family Italian vibes. There's we always get chicken milanese and and like shrimp salad and everything and it's so cute. Yeah, I miss that. I miss that a little bit. Definitely like all my favorite food spots here, but that's why it's fun to come back and like plan dinners and miss, you know. All the Miss places you missed. Yeah. Um, what about, and then what What do you think, what's your replacement in New York? Like, what are your favorite spots in New York? Cause I oh, have, my God. There's so many good restaurants in New York. Like, in terms of, like, more f- fancy, I would say Carbone, Masa, Indochine. Indochine is a classic. Always fun. Always delicious. Remember yeah. when we hacked into that that steak salad recipe and we kind of made it. Yeah. We kind of did it ourselves, but not a, not still not as good. Yeah, but and nobody served it to us, and yeah, we weren't in a beautiful room like that. So, in terms not of more it. chill places, though, I would say like the Odeon is pretty chill. Another um, classic. What about Barpedi? I love that spot. Barpedi is, oh my God, the best. That's Pretty chill. Very. Yeah. Cash only. Yeah. <laughs> so cool that they still do that. I just think it's funny that every kid that grows up in LA can't wait to move to New York. And every kid that grew up in New York can't wait to move to LA. It's so true. And it really is. It's so and, true. You know, in the end, I wonder. How many people stay? Yeah. But 
I just think it's a it's a real phenomenon. When we made those t-shirts and sweatshirts that were said Cali York and just put the two together like that, I feel like that's that's really how it is. Yeah. You know, it's like there's such a symbiotic relationship with New York and and LA and it's just like there's it's like it's such an equal list of pros and cons, you know? It's like the traffic here sucks, but <laughs> the weather here is amazing. Right. And the weather in New York sucks, sucks. but <laughs> the people are amazing. Right. So, um, yeah, it's like a it's a scale, you know? You have to like balance out like what you value most if you're deciding which city to live in. But I think after living here for a year and a half, like it made me appreciate and miss New York a lot. But I also think that after living here, I'll always like have thoughts in the back of my mind, like, I wish I was in LA right now. But I think with all that back and forth, I do think like you're kind of getting the best some of the best things about LA and New York and vice versa. Like I do feel like, you know, it used to be LA was like the gritty, dirty, hardcore, you know, uh, people kind you know, everybody swearing at each other. And like, you know, like that was kind of the vibe really? when you went to New York and when you came to LA, oh. it was all like, um, you know, kind of Hollywood. Or or just, like, chill vibes and not really people not caring about work as much. And, you know, it yeah. used to be more people, of, like, the I cliche always... of both places. Yeah. And now it's really blending much more. And I think, you know, health and wellness and fitness in New York is definitely, you know, really important and prevalent everywhere. And, you know, we had a kind of surly Uber driver today, so maybe— it's rubbing off here, the New York uh, yeah. stress or the something. New York spirit. <laughs> spirit, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just felt like I wanted to move back to New York because it was a lot easier for me to work on my brand in New York. I was just talking to my friend Kaylee about this the other night, that there's something like the New York hustle is so real just because like I'm able to go to five or six appointments in one day if I have to. And in L.A., it's like you take a whole day to go to a meeting. It took like us an two. hour to get to the studio right now, yeah. which was crazy. That's crazy to me. Yeah. So then that's basically three hours of your day. Yeah. Where, you know, I mean, that's that's the big that's the big. Yeah, the productivity thing in New York is like just. But maybe you don't have to be that much productive. Yeah, I mean, I took a out. class. <laughs> I took a class this year at NYU, and I've talked about it a little bit on our podcast. But I'm in Gallatin at NYU, which is their school of individualized study, and it's cliche but it's very like theoretical and philosophical and less like based in traditional logic and like math and that type of stuff 
So I took a class this semester, which is my first semester on working. And it was all about like the concept of the work ethic and how we have basically just become so obsessed, like especially with social media. I see it all the time now. It's like you constantly feel like you're failing because you're seeing everybody else succeeding. And like for me, I'm 20 now, which that sounds old. Oh my God. Um, I really feel like, like when I started my company last year, I was like, I'm 19 shit. Like I need to get myself together and like figure out what I want to do right now. And the reality is I'm in my second year. I just finished my second year of college. Most people my age have no idea what they want to do with their lives. But I think that like this concept of the work ethic that's especially prevalent in New York and I feel like growing up there really like instilled that in me and growing up obviously with you as my mom um but I think it was it was cool to think about like why where did that work like that intense work ethic mentality come from and like why do we feel so attached to it and like we're a failure if we're not working when maybe the real value is in being passionate about things and learning new things and like taking time to not relax but not be reflect so yeah to reflect why is our happiness tied directly to career success it, I don't think it should be at all. I don't think it should be either, but I it totally is for me. Well, get rid of that. That's bad. That's not a good. Uh, that's not a good thing. Yeah, maybe you need some professional help. <laughs> just no, I think that's not. I actually think that is not such a great thing because you're just for every work success, you're just gonna want more. And you're just going to want You'll more. You'll never be satisfied. You'll never be satisfied. And so you have to find happiness in all parts of your life and find be content, but not too content with, you know, successes in your, in your work life. But you can't, you know, I always say you can't get too impressed with the highs or too down on yourself in the lows. So... You just have to really keep steady, even keel, and just, you know, keep forging ahead and and try to really, like for me, I, I really try to have fun every day. I know that sounds sort of simplistic, but I do feel like it's important to try to find fun every day in your, in your work life. Yeah, but I'm it's asking It's easy in like, your personal life, but yeah. it's harder in your work life cuz you do feel stress and and you feel like pressure and you know sometimes I think that's sort of fun too. Maybe I need professional help. Yeah, that's really <laughs> I'm scared. Oh my god. No, but I'm like we were genuinely asking ourselves like why 
do we work so much? We have enough products and enough resources in the United States that not not everyone has to work all the like the long hours that we do. But work should be fun. I mean, then you have to decide, like, but is work, it work? Not or everyone's is work can be fun because there's people that literally, like, their jobs have to get yeah, done that right. aren't fun. Like, literally, the trash has to be taken out. Like, the septic tanks have to be changed. Like, whatever it is, like, there's jobs that need to get done that aren't going to be fun. And, like, I've heard this over the past few years like with you know bloggers and everyone starting their own brands and sorry that sounds like I'm trying to be mean but like it's a very big trend on social media for people to be like find your passion and like run with it and have fun in your work and like that's amazing and I definitely like think that everyone should have that goal but at the end of the day it's like that's not going to happen for every everyone it's just not it's just not like going to happen for everyone so i think that like it's not equating your job necessarily to your happiness that's it's looking at that's the biggest picture bigger picture yeah, no but not having fun not having fun in your job having fun outside of your job how about both can we have both no you can't because <laughs> the trash needs to be taken out and that like, could be fun the toilets need to be time plumbed. yourself see how fast you can do it <laughs> <laughs> exercise can you can you multitask by doing that i don't know I don't walk up and down the know. stairs while you're taking the trash out I mean, I think, you know, just by the way, speaking of overdoing it or, you know, multitasking, I think that probably the fact that we're doing a podcast, people are probably listening while they're doing other things. Yeah. The grind is real. It's a little too real. Grind's a little bit too real. But we, in my class, like we read Martin Luther King's theories on the universal basic income and like how that could completely change the way we think about like money and happiness and work and drive and like how I mean isn't that a socialist country then I mean I mean I don't I don't really know like the politics of it as much but like I do think I mean, I'm not, like, preaching the universal basic income, but I'm saying that, like, we should question the work ethic. I agree. I was thinking about age and agelessness and how we have teens that find their passion really early on and become sort of prodigies, and then you have older people really staying young and energetic and doing crazy things if they want to, because I think that it's so much easier to see that lifestyle now on social media and, you know, all these adventures and and exciting images are out there in the world. And it's introducing people of all ages to 
a really broad spectrum of experiences. When you see it, you want to do it. At least I do. So do you think people suffer more from that work-life balance in New York or L.A.? Because it seems like in L.A. there seems to be a better balance. I think, like, it's a stereotype that people in L.A. don't work. But I find that, like, a lot of my friends who live here say it's really hard to stay motivated for a long period of time just because, like, first of all, everything takes a while to get anywhere. So I would be, like, one of my friends would be like, hey, do you want to come get a coffee with me today in West Hollywood? So I would take the entire morning to go do that. And then once I got home, I was like, I would be like, hmm, I don't really want to work and, like, get stuff done. Whereas in New York, I feel that pressure to work because it's just everything is close and everyone is so focused. I guess it's just like the the mood. Um, I guess so logistically I think the, too. Yeah, and logistically but, just because of like proximity to different like meetings and you know, resources and all of that stuff. So I think that that work-life balance kind of goes away a little bit in New York. But don't you think now it's so much easier to work not in a location, like not going to an office? So L.A. would be paradise then. Yeah, but you still have to go to meetings and stuff. Like, you still have to meet with people and, like, Especially what with what I'm doing. I still have to go to factories and go see fabric in person and all of that stuff. So I can't do everything remotely. Maybe if my job was completely remote, I would love it. I think if you're in a more tech or digital world, this would be paradise yeah totally i mean the weather is and like prices of everything are so much better here than they are in new york like getting an apartment here is so much cheaper than it is in new york so definitely more there's more there's like an easier quality of life or something here more inventory of apartments, more choices. It yeah. feels like, well, maybe not more choices, but different choices. Like you were living Varying downtown. choices, yeah. Yeah. The Arts District is amazing. Uh, Silver Lake, Ho- Hollywood. You know, there's like yeah. a million different places. Koreatown, everything is different too. And I think that's kind of cool. I mean, I guess you have that in New York with, you know, all the different neighborhoods, Tribeca. Williamsburg, West Village. Upper East is getting a little trendy now, I hear. Oh, my God, that's funny. (laughs) I've not heard that yet. Everything old is new again. Wait, what's this famous saying that they say about L.A. Versus New New York? Yeah. It's L.A. LA is shitty heaven and New York is fun hell. All right, so I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures 
then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening. Thank you. 